it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I am Rich Levine. It is Friday afternoon. Celtics beat the Raptors last night. They host the Pistons tonight. Today we're talking Kemba's knee, Shemi's shooting, Pritchard's rank, and the rookie class. B-Rob, first, we've got some big news. So what, what's, the, what, what's the official title? Mass Live, you are now the NBA Celtics and NBA reporter? I think Celtics beat writer or Celtics reporter. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. But yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be doing some NBA there too um, as, it, uh, as it pops up. But yeah, it's, uh, it'll be... Definitely a super exciting opportunity to get started there next week. Um, obviously, plenty of great writers have been there before. Uh, so plenty of strong people to uh, follow up. With. But uh, jumping right into it uh, during trade season uh, will be a fun endeavor. And um, yeah, super, you know, very much enjoyed my time at BSJ. Very tough to, um, to leave them behind. Really love working with all the folks over there and greg sean and uh, connor but um yeah excited about a, a new chapter cool man congratulations very proud you. excited to see i mean I say your, your day-to-day doesn't change very much you're still covering the celtics you're still doing that but it's always nice to maybe get a just get a fresh start somewhere yeah i mean it'll be uh right in the middle of the season um is a unique time to do it but um <laughs> that's true <laughs> but uh yeah it'll be again there'll be plenty of plenty of things to cover um and then the new spot. All right. Well, I talked about a fresh start and I guess if we we're going to do the exact opposite of a fresh start, we might talk about Kemba Walker. Uh, not yeah, So we're doing this on Friday uh, against Toronto on Thursday night. He had a pretty solid game, right? Hit, hit five threes, 21 points, five turnovers. Not great. But again, this is like the fourth, either the fourth or fifth game where he's right around 30 minutes. So you can see him maybe settling into, to like the, the, like the minute load that you'd expect for him for the rest of the season. Still, for this season so far, worst field goal percentage of his career, worst three-point percentage in a long time, lowest points per game since his rookie year, uh, second lowest offensive rating of his career, second highest defensive rating of his career. Uh, has not been a fresh start for Kemba Walker in his return from the injury. I and mean, we, okay, we're not going to expect him to come out gangbusters, right? But where are you standing now? Where do you think about the long term, you know, after what we've seen in the short term? Yeah, so it was interesting to hear. So Danny Ainge talked about this on his in his weekly interview with um, Toucher and Rich on uh, Thursday, and I thought he made a pretty interesting comparison that um, that carries weight here in terms of talking about you know yeah we're not panicked, which is the obviously he's not going to say they're panicked because that's why would you? 
Um, it's like touch her, we're scared shitless. Yeah, we're scared. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> like the the future with Tatum and Brown is in, in jeopardy now. Like we're <laughs> we're freaking out at this. Other. No, no, he's the company line. You have the players back because of course you do. Um, but he made the comparison to to Mike Conley last year in Utah, and saying, yeah, like you know, sometimes guys go through long funks, and he was never right last year, um, but he's great this year. So it's like, yeah, Kemba, even if he struggles for another, I think the question was like, is he, if he struggles for, you know, how long will it take for you to get panicked? And he, Danny was like, well, honestly, like longer than this year. Um, and so I thought that was on one hand, I get that because you're right. Like Conley in the jazz. I mean, he was kind of the similar mold of, of Kemba of a, a early thirties point guard who, um, or a point guard in his early thirties that, you know, wasn't, in a new system and wasn't, you know, fitting in as probably as well as he would have hoped on either in the floor over there. Um, at the same time though, I guess I'll throw it to you first. Is that like, how do you, what do you think about that comparison in general with where Kemp? Well, right now? okay. I mean, first of all, I mean, Conley's been okay this year. I mean, he had, he, he's been better than he was last year, but I wouldn't say he's been Mike Conley. Right. Um, it's a tough comparison. First of all, cause I think Conley can defend a lot better than, than Kemba. Right, Kemba's like it, it, he's, his his value is a little bit easier. He's penetrating, he's hitting his, especially now with Tatum and uh, and Jalen the way they are. I mean, I, I don't know. I that it does it, that doesn't excite me to hear to hear him compare Kemba to maybe becoming <laughs> Mike Connolly. I mean, the the other comparison I thought of was maybe Isaiah Thomas. Like, how fast can can Kemba become Isaiah Thomas if he doesn't turn things around? If his knee continues to bother him the way that you know, it's hip ultimately took him down, but like, I don't know. I, I think again, the good thing is that I don't think obviously you would love to have the Kemba Walker that you signed a year and a half ago, whenever it was right in a perfect world. Yeah. You want that guy who was in Charlotte, even if he wasn't going to have the usage, but either way, you don't need him quite as much anymore because of what Jalen and, and, and Tatum have become, we can agree with that. Right. So like, so maybe, Maybe if if Kemba can just be as good as Mike Conley again, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a, of a win. But in terms of like the Celtics getting the value that they expected off of uh, signing Kemba, that doesn't do it for me. That you know, it's 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 a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no honestly like if he can be Mike Conley, the good version of Mike Conley consistently, that's a huge win for the Celtics. Given as you said, the the alternatives here or the 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 worst case scenarios which is you know not uh you're paying 32 million dollars to a guy who's maybe a mid-level player at this point in his career if he if he continues or or worse than that to be honest if he continues like this so i do think from a like from a mentality and an attitude standpoint for kemba walker the the celtics you know this is obviously a probably a big part of why they invest him in the first place um he's a great guy he's adaptable he works his butt off and he's going to um you know he cares about his teammates just as much as the team so the adjustment here for him in terms of maybe realizing what he can do as a player now as in this next chapter of his career and maybe he you know not just becoming a third option but like the shots that were there for him when he was at in his prime in terms of going getting to the rim and creating separation, those are just not there anymore. Maybe they'll come back in another month or two, but I think he's missed like 20 plus 
two point shots in a row or maybe made one of 20 or something like that over the last three or four games. Is that so right? That, I think it, there's something I'll look up. Sean Greeny tweeted out the stat, but a number like that is like, whoa, like what, you know, you've played, they play, but at the same time, they've played tough defenses here too. So how much are you overreacting to a, uh, just a simple slump in a guy that really is trying to figure out how to work his knee once he's come back from this um, injection? Yeah. And I would say like to, <laughs> I guess to slightly his credit, like they have been tough shots, but like mostly because they, they seem sort of desperate. Like he's almost uh, so, so many of these shots, it seems like he's just throwing himself towards the rim, expect to get a foul and the yeah. refs and, and, and maybe defenders just are, are understanding. It's just a little a bit easier to deal with Kemba right now because they're not falling for it. They're not following him. And it doesn't matter how, how hard Kemba throws himself on the, on the ground afterwards. Like he's not getting the calls. Um, that seems to be a lot of it. I think just he's not getting easy hoops at the rim. Not that that's ever really the kind of game, but um, I think it really, if he can just start consistently hitting a three-pointer, I think the rest will sort of take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, that's where you start. Um, he's already taking probably like 50% of his shots are from three-point range anyway, and have been for the last couple of years now. And so he's at 33% for the year. Um, you know, that has to be better. And I think, again, and we saw some of this on Thursday night where it's like, okay, Kemba, like we need to maybe think about how you were getting those shots and the, the pick and roll pull up threes. Maybe we pull back on that a little bit. And instead <laughs> you become the a catch and shoot guy with, you know, when everyone collapses on Tatum and Brown, you're there for, you know, the clean look as opposed to having to dribble into a shot that gets contested from behind since, you know, that's just not a, that's just not a good shot for you right now. And maybe it will be in another month or two when you are getting your rhythm back and, you know, you feel better about what you can do with the knee now in this, um, during this season. But for now, I mean, from the, the, the Celtics as a team just don't have the margin for error right now where they can let Kemba take 15 or 20 shots a night if you're only going to hit 30, 35% of those. Yeah, I think I said last year that maybe at some point Kemba's ideal role is the Lou Williams next to Paul George and Kawhi. And I don't know. I, I, I still think that maybe that's it. You know, you get you get your, your and, and part of that maybe could be coming off the bench. It's a different conversation, maybe. I don't but think like, we're yeah. like that's not gonna happen this year. Like it's just they're gonna because are you gonna bench him? I mean, I think you work the rotation to where like they even did this last night. They had Jalen Brown was coming off the bench against the Pistons or was on the bench for the last three minutes of the, the second quarter. So they could stagger everyone like him and Jalen Tatum and Kemba. Like so two of those guys were pretty much on the court at all times. So maybe you stagger, but I think you can't from a respect standpoint for, for like Kemba's psyche. I don't think you can, you can bring him off the bench yet, even if he yeah. like, continues like this. Again, in terms of his psyche, I don't think it's one of those things where he just shows up at the, at the, the garden one day and he's not in the, not, not up on the jumbotron. I think it would have to be something you talk to him about and you'd have to be okay with. And maybe if I'm not putting the pressure on Kemba, not that it matters, but like, if he's like a, 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 the team player that, you know, he, he seems to be like, I think if they made a compelling case, maybe he would do it, but who knows? I agree. Maybe that, that, that will be the very last resort. And, and in so many ways, I guess it's hard to really judge last night. I think there's not going to be any games when Shemi and Peyton Pritchard, uh, combined for 12 three pointers made on 14 attempts on uh, 16 attempts. That is unbelievable. That, that, that cures a lot of uh, what woes you. Yeah, that will exactly take 
a lot of pressure off the Kemba walkers of the world. And, or honestly, of anyone, you know, of anyone on the team, um, when you get that kind of, of secondary production, but I mean, when you look, I guess the, the, the more, the tougher balance right now, if you're, if you're Brad Stevens, I feel like is Kemba's defeat, the defensive issues, I think are just more glaring than ever now too, which is See, they're just, they're just every team they're, they're just attacking him. It seems every time, almost every time down the court, right. It's a game of where's find camp, find Kemba, get the mismatch and, and go to work. Right. So when you look at those, you know, the, the push and pull here, and this is again, we, you know, he had a similar situation here with Gordon Hayward a couple years ago. Um, it was became a simpler solution on that team because there was so much more talent on that team to put in this that was deserving of starting over Hayward at that point. So when that switch was made, it was like, yeah, like that's it worked. Um, but now, I mean, for Kemba, for looking for crunch time and things like that in games where he doesn't have his have it going offensively, particularly like what is the push and pull there of being like, listen, we need like defensively, like you are an issue right now against a lot of opponents. And so if you're not bringing the, the offensive upside that you would normally do, like, but we want you to get that back. Like where, what's the balance for you there in terms of, you know, working them back in versus, you know, costing this team games defensively. Yeah. And I don't think you can do that. Right. Respect is respect. Kemba's earned a lot of it, but like, like you said, if, if he is not performing at an all-star level offensively, his defense makes it hard to justify him being out there, regardless of who he is, regardless of what his contract is, this of, of, you know, how you want to maybe tiptoe around his ego. And he doesn't have a huge ego. I'm not criticizing him on that level, but like, it's just hard, you know, like, and unless, like you said, maybe we're not there yet. Maybe he deserves a little bit more time. He does deserve a little bit more time to maybe find his feet offensively. Maybe, I don't know if it's confidence in that, I don't know what it is, but maybe we're not there yet. But pretty soon, Brad Stevens is going to have some hard decisions to make. Hopefully, he won't. But it, 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 unless things change, that's what he's up against. Right. And especially when you look at, you know, you have Jalen Brown dealing with tendonitis at this point that, you know, you've leaned on him and Tatum for really big minutes. They both of those guys, you couldn't you couldn't have asked really them to play much better in a best case scenario so far this season. And so. I would imagine one or both of those guys are going to have a, a drop off at some point, And then your, your margin of error goes down even more at that point. So it will be, I mean, that is again, positive signs. I think a lot of it will be Kemba kind of finding the shots that are easier for him from the offense. Like you don't have to, you know, go one on three into the paint and, you know, you're not getting the respect from officials that you used to, so maybe you adjust your shot selection from that standpoint. But again, positive signs on Thursday night. Um, you know, whole, they're managing him, obviously, with the back-to-backs. It will be uh, obviously a pretty big storyline for both this team this year and obviously for the long term in terms of, you know, how much, how quickly he comes out of it, if uh, if at all. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I want to more time. Mike Conley, a... Uh made a second team all defense in the NBA. So it's just it, like, I understand like the, the comparison a little bit from Danny, but very different players who, who contribute in very different ways. And if Kemba's right. not hitting, hitting that shot, it's just, and, uh, you know, we're seeing it. And Conley shot like 40% from the field and 37% from three last year. So it's like, that was a quote unquote down year. Yeah. Right. For him. 
Um, B-Rob, uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I like how they separated TV shows and reality TV, right? Real TV is not a TV show. Uh, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. It is CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Once again, your online sportsbook experts. Um, and one thing, I mean, Kemba, I think, can appreciate a little bit that Pey- Peyton Pritchard is back in the mix, B-Rob, because I think games like last night, just every single time this kid takes the floor, it doesn't matter if it's his first game back after what we all thought was maybe a, a, a season-ending injury. He's back. He's helping the Celtics. And let's quickly, we we're going to do a very quick podcast today. We're in, we're in between back-to-backs. We're just going to look at, at PP uh, compared to some of the other rookies in the class and just talk about his his what he means to this team right now. Uh, so you, any, any opening thoughts? I mean, again, six for eight. I mean, Shemi was was the real surprise last night when he had six three-pointers in a game. For Pritchard, it just seemed like a, more more of the same of, of what he's been doing. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you want to guess where Pritchard ranks in the NBA in three-point shooting right now, Rich? Percentage-wise? Uh, or just rank. Uh, I mean, is he top 10? He's ninth. Wow. And ninth I, we're not talking, NBA. we're not talking rookies. This is, no, this is, this NBA is NBA. Players. This is NBA among qualifiers. Um, wow. So that is, yeah, 46.9% from three um, after Thursday night's game. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's where you start right here. Like you, and, and ironically, that's, uh, he's not the top rookie three point shooter. Can you guess who that is? I was I was looking earlier. Is Halliburton the? Uh... I know. So Halliburton is right below Pritchard, forty five percent. So he's eleventh in the NBA. Oh, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, one time Celtic. Desmond Bain, <laughs> right. forty eight point two. And we need to like, let's take a quick detour on that. This, I mean, this yeah. is this looks bad. <laughs> like just straight up, like when you look at what this team could need. Like Langford was out for the year. Kemba was going to be out or not for, out for the first half. Kemba was going to be out and you, you made the bet being like Carson Edwards or hey, Carson's, Carson's get done a lot better since we I mean, he has that. like he has. I agree but, that he's not, he's not, but he's not, but Desmond, he's not shooting 48% from three on like four attempts per game as a six foot five guy. And yeah. that's all Bain does like he, but he's averaging 10, 10 points a game for the Grizzlies. That's a guy that when you literally you trade him for two second round picks because you had a log jam, like that doesn't look like a great bet right now. No, no. And again, it, it's it's relatively early, but you think about just yeah, what, what the Celtics need, just the depth and the wings and the and the shooting and and that's like and again and that and I and I can, I remember I wasn't one of them, but I remember on, on on Twitter, you know, when 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 Bain was picked, but under the assumption he was already going to be traded, that a lot of people were upset. They thought that he was a guy, and so it's not like a total shock. It's not like one of these right. guys that that came out of nowhere and like, oh, you should have taken that guy. No, this is a dude that was on people's ra- radar who is doing what people imagined he might be able to do uh, in the NBA, and it just happens to be something that the Celtics need. Um, but yeah, that's tough. But let's let's, let's but, go back but, to, to yeah, positive. Pritch, right? But the, it, the, you don't feel as bad about it when you see what Pritchard's doing. 
Right. And uh, what's funny is that Bain, Bain, another, another four-year guy. Yeah. But for four, four years at TCU. So like he was, he was very much in that mold shot 46, 42 and 44% from three his last three years at, at, at TCU. So again, not a surprise, but um, in terms of what, what Pritchard is going to do moving forward, like, shit like i keep waiting for him to come back down to earth but it's it's as long as he stays healthy this is who he is right and so he you know he had the two weeks off with the the sprained mcl um and it took a game or two for him to kind of you know shake the cobwebs out or you know but i think now a week back into it he's back and he's you you have this was a perfect example like the raptors game on thursday it's like, okay, what do you need to do against a Toronto team that just collapses on stars and plays zone? You need guys that can hit threes from like the corner or wherever. And that's, this is, this is Payne Pritchard. And not only is he doing this, Rich, he's doing it while like holding his own defensively. I mean, he's not a good defender by any did, means. Did you see that one, that one possession that Forsberg tweeted out earlier? I did today? See that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was like a that was like the clips they used to show about Draymond Green when he'd guard every player in one in one set. It was it, it, he just he just knows where to be. He's he, like even against Siakam, right? So and, and one uh, one part of that 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 play and everyone, if you go through Forsberg's Twitter, you can see it. Um, he had Siakam out on, on top on, uh, beyond the three point line and just just held his own. And, so, and again, it was some great help too. But no matter where he is, no matter who he's up against, he knows exactly what to do. So let's look at the the rookie class right now and figure out where where he ranks in here in terms of like all NBA rookie teams. Like I mean, he's, def- many... he's definitely on it, right? Not, like is he maybe like... not first team, but right. So the question team. is, is like how long? Like so, I think we have some pretty safe choices for the first team in Lamella Ball. Yep. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. Who I think honestly is probably. ROI. My, the rookie of the year. Yeah, I think that's a pretty strong ROI right now, candidate. Yeah, I mean Lamelo's gonna gonna have the the narrative. I think he's he's a much sexier pick. It'll be and and, and he's he could deserve it too. But Halliburton's awesome. Anyway, right. sorry, keep going. Right, you're right. Both of them are. I mean, if either of those teams make the playoffs, that could be the tiebreaker. Um, yeah, good point. So yeah, um, and then beyond that, like, I mean, Wiseman will obviously be on it assuming he gets back healthy. I think that's a safe, you know, assessment just in terms of the the kind of numbers he can put up when he. He is out there and he'll get that playing time. Um, yeah, and I think, I think, you know, Edwards, it, so he's at four, he's at 14 points a game right now. Right. If you, if you can just given that when you're the top overall pick and so he's, you know, he's 0.4 behind LaMelo in, in points per game right now. I think if he, if he stays in the top two, he probably gets it as well, but like, you know, and, and quickly is obviously playing really well for the Knicks. And if he, again, if he can lead them to the playoffs, He's probably in the conversation, but I think it's going to be very hard to keep Pritchard off the second team. I mean, he's been what the, the fifth best player on the Celtics so far, the sixth for the season uh, when he's been healthy. Is that so, so the, so the Jays. You might even I mean fifth might even like, you could maybe make a case for that to be even higher. I mean, I think like Tice is a pretty strong case to be in that top five, just in terms of his shooting and, Everything else sure. has come around, but like and I Marcus, mean, Marcus. So but even yes. then, like if you had to pick one, I mean, like, I mean, Smart's defense obviously is um, head and shoulders above Pritchard, which may make up the offensive difference. But like, 
the shooting splits. <laughs> I mean, don't like smarts smarts having a pretty down year offensively with his shooting. I mean, the yeah. assist has been solid. Um, but you know, Pritchard has been the far superior offensive player to smart this year. No, I, th- I, I think that's fair. He's certainly been, he's, he's been one of the more like calming presences of, uh, on the team. Like I said, as a, as a late first round pick, I'm trying to see who was the last, this could be very obvious that I'm missing, but you know who like the, who the last Celtic was to make a, a rookie team an all rookie team. I would assume it's Tatum. Oh yeah. I mean, that's got to be. I, I didn't know if it was, and then I'm sure Jalen made and, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Actually, Jalen probably didn't make it because he didn't play a ton his rookie year. Interesting. Remember, he was like stuck behind Avery for a lot of the year, and yeah, he, he also and he also he also wasn't ready, right? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like he had, he had their tight leash on him. So what year was that? That would be the. Uh, Jalen made Jalen made second team. He made second team. Okay. <laughs> wow, you talk about the different. Uh, courses that that nba careers can take especially when he gets to the second team so the 2016 2017 second team all rookie jamal murray Mm. brandon ingram Mm -hmm. jalen brown marquise chris and yogi ferrell (laughs) but then but then the two guys that two guys that made the first team ahead of jalen and murray and ingram are uh sarich and uh willie hernan gomez wow (laughs) Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Embiid, and Buddy Heald were the other ones. These are these are kind of interesting looking at these old rookie teams. Yeah. Marcus ma- Marcus made second team all rookie. Yeah, no, he he played a ton right out of the gate. Um, Kelly Olynyk team all rookie. What they were playing the young guys back then. <laughs> yeah, wow. So did Tristan um, Thompson. Um, anyways, so we got we got a couple minutes here. Anything? So we have the the, the Pistons in town tonight. Um, and then the, 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 the schedule after, after getting through that, that West coast trip, and we talked about it before it started, that it was going to be a murderer's row. And I think all things considered the, the, the Celtics came out. Okay. Right. Yeah. I remember you bringing up, can they get through this like five and five of like this 10 game stretch, uh, which was the West coast trip. And then, you know, a few tough games before that. And that's I wanted did, to, right? they did, that's what I did. And it, yeah, wasn't... it was it was the second the second game against Philly is when it started. They lost right. the lost the Philly Spurs Lakers Suns and Jazz, beat the Clippers Warriors Bulls Cleveland. I mean, definitely you know the 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 losses they, you know they not very many impressive wins, I would say, but they got it done. They went five and five. Right. I can't I can't go back on what I said. I said that it would that if they went five and five that would be a win. So they did it. So that's a win. <laughs> so forward, Pistons Wizards. Two games against the Hawks, Pelicans, Mavericks, another Hawks game. Opportunity now to tell this next stretch. Now we're looking at like seven and three. Yeah, like this is where you have to start. If you want to have home court in the playoffs, you have to start making hay right now. Like mm-hmm. you can't and you can't go up and down and you have to take advantage of being home. And but now it's also the challenge of, you know, Tatum and Brown probably come back to earth a little bit. Um, Smart still out. Uh, Rob Williams now out oh yeah that, that, uh, I'm, so that's, I'm, worried. I'm worried about that by the way yeah i mean this is this is how it seems to start with him and then you find out that it's a you know he's had obviously really tough luck with these kind of injuries all year long I mean, all his career i should say yeah so, a reoccurring hip injury for a, an athletic young big man is not good news no so but i honestly think that this might help brad stevens find the best best version of his team right now with the you know not having to play the double big out of necessity 
um, again, in a lot of these games, because those are your, where your, where your depth is. Yeah. But I have a hard time believing playing Tristan Thompson is what's best for this team right now. It's certain, I can, mean, can, can we, can they trade him? He, he... Yeah. He's going to be traded as of this week. So, okay. um, so keep well, an eye see. out. <laughs> we'll see. Tick, tick. We'll say that for a sellers episode, uh, starting next week. So, all right, well, that'll do it for us. Um, for this, uh, week's edition, we'll be back next week here on the pod to, uh, see what Kemba Walker and what the rest of this team looks like after uh, a few games on friendlier turf. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, review us, uh, the winning plays on iTunes or whatever you find our podcast, hit us up at winning plays pod on Twitter, and we will talk to you all next week.